welcome back to what's the line today is monday may 2nd and we have a special guest back on for the third time to talk about some ponies <laughs> so we've got the derby on saturday and we've got dalton back so i'm here with dalton and riley and we're talking all the horses so welcome back dalton i always look forward to uh, getting that text whenever there's a big race coming up, like, hey, like, are you free to come on the pod? I always love coming on and chopping it up with you, too. Yeah, I think my favorite kind of text messages, Dalton, are just the random when you guys have to bet mm-hmm. this right now. And it's just, it's usually a winner every time. So I, <laughs> it's like a Christmas present. It's Christmas in July, but I, this is, I think, my favorite podcast we do our third time now. Um, Kentucky Derby is the fastest, you know fastest sporting event and i love it it's just you know a minute 90 minute yeah. to 90 seconds of just electricity so yeah most I love exciting it. two minutes it's, of the year exactly <laughs> so we're here again saturday it's gonna be a big weekend so i'm looking forward to hearing what uh, you got for us this year dalton yeah dalton, you made me look really good a few weekends ago i was at old crow day drinking and you sent those bets through and i'm like oh yeah i can horse bet right now <laughs> of the nba playoffs so everyone's like horse bet <laughs> yeah i made 60 bucks off your bet yeah and then you see like it's like oh like you made like one bet and yeah like if, again like i know i've said it a million times but like favorite will go off at three to one all the time and it's like how many like other sporting events will there be where like an nba team is a favorite at plus 300 odds it's like so yeah you can definitely get rich quick in uh good old horse racing it's quick with little little pocket uh pocket change and that's what we like Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. big time so dalton what horses are you eyeing for this weekend yeah, so a little uh, backstory really quickly. Um, post positions were just drawn today, uh, the day of the recording. So I haven't done a super deep dive, but I, I think I'm just going to run right down the list uh, in terms of uh, post positions. And the first horse I'm going to look at is Mo Donegal. Um, coming out of that one spot. Uh, he's a closer horse. Um, he is 3-0-2. Oh, uh, career record, but those, um, he closed to win. He's kind of a slow breaker out of, uh, the gate. And that is something that could come back to bite him because, you know, I mean, like you guys said just moments ago, fastest two minutes in sports, um, most exciting two minutes in sports, whatever it is. So someone to watch, he's, he's 10 to one right now, morning line. I don't know how much I love him. Uh, I do like Todd Pletcher, um, Eric Ortiz. This is like way like to like insider baseball, but like, <laughs> he's kind of like a hot, like he, he's kind of not hot, but like a controversial figure in the caddy or jockey world. So some bad juju with Eric Ortiz right now. Um, a lot of people say he races recklessly. So Mo Donegal is something that you know, if he creeps up to like 15 to one, if the public doesn't like him or whatever, like he's someone else, certainly, uh, certainly keep an eye on. Is that a bad, bad thing too, since he's, uh, posted on the rail as well? Uh, no, I wouldn't necessarily call it a bad thing. Um, I think it's actually better for him considering that he only has 
Uh, he has the constant and the rail to his inside, and then only one horse to really keep track of on the outside. So if he breaks and looks to keep pace with, I don't even know who is in that second spot right now. Uh, he's not a whole, uh, happy Jack. Happy Jack doesn't have a ton of speed, but if he can just like keep pace with happy Jack coming out of there, um, he could be in an okay spot. It's just, I, I just don't love this horse right now. Okay. Um, so then we'll skip over happy Jack at the two spot. We'll go to epicenter. I mean, he's the favorite. He has the most qualifying points he's got. Let's see here. Uh, he's four, one and oh, he has he has 97 speed figure very nice he has uh as Musin and joel rosario um uh, as is a one of the better trainers in the sport but he has yet to win the kentucky derby and he's coming in with the morning line favorite uh, a lot of good speed out of this horse it's the favorite we don't have to go on super long about it he's the favorite for a reason he's a great horse so so we got two uh, kind of long shots here coming in at four and five. Do you want to combine them here or just start with summer is tomorrow? Oh, um, so I haven't really looked at those horses. Um, to be quite honest with you, I kind of see them as uh, sort of see them as throwaway horses. Okay. I just don't think that just when going through, uh, you know, I mean, their pedigrees, past performances, I just don't think that they're anything really – worth putting money on but again you know i mean it's horse racing anything can happen uh you i know you disclosed to me in pre-show that you had some notes so if you had some notes i'd be no i i to hear some we were just going down the list starting off i just i know those mm. four and five spots are kind of long shots i saw in the odds i just wanted to see if you had anything spicy in there or had any inside takes or any news articles you read but we can skip to number six if you want yeah yeah the six horse messier that is my next horse um you know, uh, I think it got a really good post draw. Uh, we, we were talking about this earlier a little bit. Um, it's a really lightly raced horse. It's three and oh, uh, in its career or sorry, three and three in its career it has six starts, uh, a one Oh seven speed figure. So it has a lot of speed. It, it, it'll probably be a pace setter for a lot of this race. Honestly, um, it has potential. That's what this horse is, is a lot of potential. Uh, Tim Yakteen, he's taking over the trainers. Oh my God. Is there a cat in my yard right now? No. <laughs> um, I'm sorry. Uh, so yeah, Tim Yakteen, he took over for Bob Baffert, uh, Bob Baffert, America's now least favorite son is serving suspension. Uh, is, is, this, is this a transfer uh, portal situation? This is like the horse had to leave the transfer portal because the, 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 the trainer or coach got suspended or had to resign out of you know, um, same. think of it as more of a like reverse way. Like <laughs> they like think of like Bob Baffer as a graduating, like fifth year senior mm -hmm. and the team of Messier needed to bring in that grad transfer guard and that's Tim Yakti. Okay. Okay. Um, he's not as good. Baffer was filling up a scholarship spot and he had to go. Yeah. And he left. So yeah. now you got Yakteen in here. Okay. He's not as good as Baffer, but he, he's good. Um, I mean, obviously anyone trusting a horse of uh, this caliber. Uh, I like Velasquez in the saddle a lot. Um, it seems like Yakteen has worked with Baffert for a while now. 
Yeah, he has. He has. He's certainly been around him. They work out of the same barns a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, this horse has a lot of potential. I will be very interested to see. I have this weird feeling that Messi is going to take on a lot of public money, and he's eight to one right now. He will probably. I I would just guess if I had to bet on the betting lines, I would bet that he gets down to like five to one, four to one, uh, maybe like a nine to two or whatever uh, in between is. Um, to bet on the betting lines. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> Yeah, that's Messier. He'll certainly be uh, in contention for me. I do, I do like this horse a lot. Okay. Um, next, we're going to go to Charge It. Uh, that is the number eight horse. He is twenty to one uh, morning line, so certainly uh, far off of it. But it's a Todd Pletcher horse. Um, Pletcher, one of the better ones in the game. Uh, nice speed figures. Again, this is another like really lightly raced horse. Uh, I like Tappet. It's uh, Sire is a really good horse. Um, you just don't know. This is going to be, are you feeling lucky? Um, probably not put any wins on it, but certainly we'll take a look at it in some exotics, uh, maybe just a straight place, depending on what that num- what that betting number is closing in at so just something to keep your eye on okay um number nine uh the number nine horse um tis the bomb that is just a horse that yeah i i cannot figure out why it's a 30 to one uh (laughs) long shot right now Uh, i heard he's a disappointment on dirt that's what i was reading that he likes the synthetic uh track and the dirt mm. dirt showings have not been good but he has dirt wins that's the thing they say that they, um the numbers don't <laughs> <they lie. laughs> uh it has the most career earnings in the field uh okay. it last year at this time it was talked about as a heavy favorite uh because you have uh uh tis the law as the dame uh and then i forget what the sire is but it's a like good pedigree i mcpeak is okay as a trainer he's not like one of the like top tier guys like bafford or asmussen that you read about but like he'll certainly be knocking on the door of like the trainer hall of fame okay so 30 to 1 i like this horse a lot um that's i'm gonna go on record right now let me check my notes yeah, this is uh, this is my long shot that okay. I'll be playing right now. Um, I refuse to believe that this horse will go off at thirty to one or higher odds. I think it's going to get bet down. I think if I can figure out that this horse is actually pretty good, I think the rest of the country can. Um, <laughs> then we'll go right next to it. Uh, the ten horse, Zandon, yep. second favorite. Um, this is probably going to be my bet to win. Uh, there's just, it's a strong horse. There's a lot to like about it. Um, it's incredible speed figures at a 107 Equibase rating. Uh, dominated at the Bluegrass Mile. It's just second favorite, three to one. So behind Epicenter, it would not surprise me if it became the favorite. Um, once again, we don't have to spend a ton, a ton of time on this horse because it's the second favorite right now. It's pretty damn good 
Oh, uh, Chad Brown, and uh, the biggest one is Flavian Pratt. I like him a lot. Or, yeah, uh, yeah, I like him a lot as a jockey. Um, I okay. think he's very, very good. Nice. So now I'm going to touch on the 12 horse, uh, Taiba. Uh, again, this is Yakteen uh, filling in for Bob Baffer. Uh, love that Mike Smith, legendary jockey, probably the most well-known jockey of all time. I don't think that's uh, too much hyperbole to, hyperbole to say um, because he is that good. He's already in the Hall of Fame. He just keeps riding, keeps winning. Uh, has been has has beaten all of the favorites. If you look at the top three uh, favorites in this Kentucky Derby, uh, Tyba has beaten all of them in, in different scenarios. Uh, won the Santa Anita Derby, in which uh, I want to say Z- both Zandon and uh, Mo Donegal were running in, uh, beat them. My only issue with Tyba is this twelve post draw, and it's only competed in races with six and seven horse fields. So we just simply do not know how it's going to react seeing that many horses right in, especially since it's right in the middle of it. We don't know how that break is going to go for, for them. Uh, Clean break can get out in front, can set the pace a little through the first two turns. I think it has a good chance at winning. Um, It is the, it is a 12 to one morning odds. Uh, creeping into the long shot territory. It'll certainly get bet down uh, when you look at this horse's record, but I just, I don't know. Interesting. I was reading. Yeah, it, it's only two and oh, so there's, yeah. there's like, again, so we he just, hasn't lost. <laughs> he hasn't lost. He's two and oh, two for two in first yeah. place races has beat the beaten all the top three favorites, all that. Yeah. I didn't know that know. the post position though. That that could throw things. Oh, yeah. But what I did read about this horse is it was the most expensive horse to go in um the auction. So yeah. it went for like 1.7 million, which is three that's times, insane. Yeah. Three times the next most expensive horse, Messier, went for four hundred and seventy thousand. Yeah, I mean it, it has if it wins Derby first place, 1.86 million. So they would make their money back. Back. Yeah. Tiny, tiny little bit. But I mean, if you're paying that much for a horse, you're basically, you know, you're trusting in it to win the Derby at that point. You're looking at maybe a triple crown horse when you're paying that much for it. Yeah. Um, I don't know if that horse, this horse is that one, uh, but it. I know a lot of people who really, really like this horse. Um, And the fact that it's with Yakteen, that's also. Yeah, certainly interesting. Um, I would imagine if you just slapped Baffert's name on on this horse, then it would probably be closer down to like seven to one, six to one, just because of the, you know, I mean, the brand, the brand, the brand, but (laughs) it's, uh, I certainly can't fault anyone for putting it all throughout its card. Yeah, I can see it. It's just, you're right. It's kind of crazy. That it's kind of close into that long shot range at 12 to one. Yeah. yeah. It, 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 but if I had to pick a horse that will like get like bet down to like half of its like morning line odds, it would be this one. Do um, you think like the, the bookmakers are seeing it that it's like, it's right in the middle. It, it's only, raced in six seven horse fields i mean that's why it's 
the yeah. morning line favorite here. Um, so yeah, horse racing is a little different because the morning line odds, um, I won't go too long on this, but like, you know, I mean, you have the bookmakers in Vegas, they set the odds for NFL, NBA, MLB, what have you. Um, it's people at Churchill Downs that set these morning line favorites. Oh, Twin Spires people? Okay. Yeah, but like Breeders' Cup is in is at Keeneland in Lexington. The okay. Keeneland people will set the morning line odds yeah. for that race. Okay. So like the people at the track, obviously they're incredibly smart. They know what the hell they're talking about. But they're it's not some huge like conglomerate like you think when like the NFL when you know I mean the NFL set in like a five and a half point line. Um, yeah, uh, definitely stuff to consider, uh, but the public always evens those out. So they're really not a whole lot to look into unless you're eyeing up a 30 to one horse to potentially win it, which that's good. Uh, <laughs> 15 is another horse that I think, uh, I will definitely be playing this horse to win, uh, in quite a few, uh, slips. White a Barrio. I it dominated Gulfstream Park this past calendar year. It it's Joseph Safi. It's T- Tyler Gaffalione. I do not know why. This is another one. I do. I simply do not know why it is not a favorite. It's got a one hundred two Equibase speed figure. It's four zero and one. So four first and a third and five career starts. In the Gulfstream, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh yeah, he has uh five or four wins. He's four for four at Gulfstream and he finished third at, at Churchill Downs. Yeah. And even then everyone said that his race there was not run very well. He kind of strayed out uh from the inside th- down the back stretch. He kind of got out of, out of the beaten path and lost some space there. I think White Abario is as good a horse as any as you're going to find in this field. Uh it has a lot of career earnings. It's won a lot. Like I said, dominated Gulfstream Park. Uh, and it has a good trainer and uh, jockey in the saddle. I will be playing White Abario in a lot of plays. It's mm. good here. It's good odds. Hey, yeah. What, is, what does full date mean? F O A L. Full date. I would assume that that's definitely on the breeding side. I would assume that that is when the full date. Well, a full is a horse that has not given birth yet i don't know what that is um sorry i'm throwing you i i wish i knew but the mayor is expected to give birth so it's his birthday oh the horse's birthday is when it folds okay it's, oh okay it's full date is my birthday <laughs> all right i think we have a winner there we go i love and, it and it's a gray <laughs> horse i love the gray horses um it's a beautiful horse yeah I, I, yeah I was looking at, you know, doing my research and stuff. Mm-hmm. White Abario stood out to me. Just it's a good looking horse. Good looking mm-hmm. horse. You know, um, Yellowstone recently. So it's no. like, oh, <laughs> I love this. <laughs> There's the horses, you know, I'm looking at a lot of pretty ponies between that and the mm-hmm. Derby. White Abario is one of the most attractive looking horses I've seen. <laughs> Just saying. No, I totally, I'm with you. I watched an episode last night. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, so after white at barrio any more else in the last you know five six positions here yeah one uh one horse uh after the 15 it's zozos um 
this is a common theme. I think COVID kind of messed up this whole year in terms of like, there's not really those horses. That's like, Oh, you know, I, like, I think it's like more middle heavy this year than any, um, Zozo's it's only raced three times. It's a uh, two, two first and a second two one and Oh, uh, it's only second place was, uh, behind epicenter, uh, oh. the, the favorite here. Yeah. So certainly has some speed, uh, it's young. Brad Cox is a trainer, Manuel Franco. Um, I'm not a big Franco fan, but he's been around long enough. So he is a good jockey. Um, Brad Cox, he, I forget what horse he had last year. He might've been training that horse owned by like all those dudes that bought it for like two grand or whatever. Okay. Um, but you know, I think he's certainly one to keep an eye on. I'll probably leave, leave him off my cards, but if he does win, I feel I should bring him up as some as a horse that got on my radar. Okay. So, yeah. So that's kind of like my list. I don't know if you guys had anything you wanted to bring up or you found particularly important. I think we kind of touched on them all. I think, uh, you know, I had Bo Donahell, yep. Messier, uh, Zandon, and uh, Taiba were my uh, four picks right there that were mm-hmm. really kind of, you know, what's going to be in my card. I didn't have, yeah. Mario, but I think after this podcast, yeah. you know, taking a look at the horse, I think it's going to be on my card as well. And this is also a gut one. Uh, when I was looking at a barrio, it's just kind of like, I just kept looking through and it's like, I'm trying to figure out like where this horse is so far behind yeah. these other ones. I just can't find it. So yeah. And I guess maybe we'll see during the week where the odds start falling, you know, where the, yeah. Months. And you know, uh, well, we won't really know where the odds start falling until race 11 or whatever the race before it closes. That's when the odds start shifting. So that is, I will have to be, I'm, I'm throwing a Kentucky Derby party. If either of you two want to come up to Ann Arbor to watch, you're more than welcome, but it will be, I will be recusing myself from the party for about 20 minutes before the race goes off. Nice. Got a prep. Okay. Yes. You'll be texting us. (laughs) Yes. By that, I will be sending out, Uh honest to God, like I probably have like maybe like seven or eight different groups that like I'll just text like screenshots of my card. No, yeah. One big group. And just like keep it. (laughs) Just one not even a group me just a group text so no one can leave so they just have to take all my like picks i love it you haven't led us astray yeah i still think- <laughs> uh, i've led astray a couple times but uh oh one more thing positive though yeah <laughs> we are net positive yeah. Listen, um i've led each other astray with crappy best before <laughs> so uh, yeah all right <laughs> glad i can I contribute to that culture overall <laughs> <laughs> um before we move on i do want to bring up uh kentucky oaks that's a great race that yeah. was on the friday before yeah. echo zulu it's second favorite right now hammer it it's going to win it's a dominant horse echo, so, zulu. Yay. echo zulu that is i like it do you yes. do any of the thurby that you know the, the the people of louisville's race on thursday or anything you... no no i let the people of louisville have that all right that's so. fair that is <laughs> yeah. that is the people's race yeah Okay. I'm sure if I was there, I would play it, but yeah, I, okay. I have a job. So yeah, we do have to work. That's unfortunate. Yeah, we should have all taken vacation. 
Yeah, you guys got to come to the Breeders' Cup in Lexington. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, that'll be a consideration. Yeah, it'll be a good-ass time. When is that? Uh, First weekend of November. I think tickets just went on sale. Okay. Yeah. I just, like, the derby creeped up on me, and I I just was It does creep up on you, because, like, like, if you think about it, like, you have to buy tickets during, like, NFL season. Yeah. Yeah. It's like... My attention is on the NFL. Yeah. And, and then it's like, you start like, it's like March Madness. Yeah. It's like, well, shit. Yeah. Like, and then you move into the NBA playoffs. It's like, God damn. Well, like, and then all of a sudden it's like the NHL playoffs. I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah. It's like, now I got to worry about this horse race too. It's yeah. like, come on. Not like, prepared. I think we throw in a calendar <laughs> reminder for the fall. Yeah. And we, you know, okay. tickets, yeah. we booked the Airbnb because I know it's just a pain in the ass to get housing down there. We got so lucky uh, quickly for uh, Breeders' Cup because my buddy, he got early access tickets because he bought tickets in 2020. Okay. Obviously didn't go. But, like, we were looking for Airbnb and, like, everywhere in downtown Lexington was, like, $1,200 a night minimum. This one lady just had, like – the top half of her house for 195 a night. She just didn't know it was Breeders' Cup weekend. And we were just able to like snag it before anyone else got it. It was so sweet. That's so funny. So we need to get on that. Cause it's, it's, I feel this way too about when I place future bets, like I forget you know and then it's yeah. like the end of the season and i'm like oh i could have bet on the Bengals to make the super bowl that would have mm-hmm. been nice yeah you so should have like, being you in gotta be, mm-hmm. you gotta be on it yeah all we'll right we'll definitely get on it I'll, I'll throw the calendar reminder in there and i'll uh all right take a look there take a look go. yeah okay definitely. good plan glad we could go through all those horses i think that's a good lineup so we can get into talking some of our bets that might be good potential. Okay, so we are going to get into some picks. And before I do, I want to throw in the disclaimer that obviously as the betting opens for the race, the lines will change and that changes what I'm putting on my card. I will, for the loyal listeners of the What's the Line pod, I will be sure to text my card to uh, Caroline and Riley and hopefully they can disseminate it to you via Instagram story or text message or what have you but don't worry my picks will come um, so just going through my sheet Mo Donegal I'm probably just going to throw that one off that's going to be a value play I'm going to mark that right now that's a value play if it gets over to 15 to 1 maybe throw it in some exotics um, maybe throw a little show, uh, place bet on it but uh, I- I'm not going to look too closely at that horse uh, looking at Epicenter, I will 100%. If both Epicenter and Zandon are finishing at like that uh, three, three to one, three and a half to one, uh, two and a half to one range, I will be boxing those uh, for an exacta. Uh, Messier, I will, I'll be monitoring that one too. That'll also be a value play. Let me mark that down. Um, if it stays around eight to one, I'll probably put a nice little like win ticket on it, but nothing like too insane. Uh, charge it 20 to one. It's not my favorite long shot. So you can probably just leave it off the board. Um, just something to look into in case you want to do your own research. Uh, that's why I brought it up. I think it's an interesting horse. Uh, Tis the bomb. Hopefully, hopefully it does not get below 25 to one. So that way I can place some show bets on it. 
Um, maybe mix it in with a couple exotics, exotics being exacta boxes or trifecta boxes. Uh, Zandon, we saw them typically epicenter and Zandon, the two favorites. I'll really only play them in a box together or, uh, I got to figure out which one I like more between epicenter and Zandon. Uh, cause then I'll probably box it up with things like Messier and other horses. Uh, Taiba, I don't know. Um, it'll be that, that. Now, I'm not going to say it's a value play because I think it's a great horse, but it's going to be one that I play depending on where it finishes in the line. Uh, if the public wants to go heavy on it for whatever reason, uh, I'll probably stay away. But if it stays in that like eight to one ish range, I, I might mix it in with some exotics, maybe some try boxes. Uh, White Abario, 10 to 1. I will be hammering this as a win place show, no matter what the odds finish. I think this is an incredible horse at right now, an incredible value. And I just don't see it being bet down that much. So White Abario, win place show. And then Zozos, I, I mean, it, it's only like loss was a second place finish to Epicenter. Um, Maybe I'll box Epicenter and Zozos. Maybe maybe put them in a box together, see if they can be running mates once more. Um, so that's kind of, I guess, in summation, <laughs> if I had to bet right now, give me an Epicenter, Zandon, Exacta box, a win place show on White Abario, and a Zozos, Epicenter, Exacta box. Love it. Yeah. Um, it... I know we wanted to recap some what the bets were. Win, obviously, win, place, uh, second place or better, show, third place or better, uh, win place ticket, pays out both win and place, win place show, pays out win place and show. Um, place and show go down off of your odds. Win is you will get the money back of what you see on the screen uh, when you're watching. So if it says 10 to 1 and you win, you get 10 to win, 10 to 1. Uh, if, if it's 10 to one in a place, you'll probably get around like six to one ish. Uh, and then show will probably be like three to one. Um, so that's win play show. Uh, exacta would be you're picking the correct order one, two. Exacta box is a either or, like, but both those horses have to finish in the top two. So any combination of those. Trifecta is the. Uh, same as an exacta, but it stretches out to third place. Right. So mm -hmm. you go from two different combinations to nine different combinations. Um, right? Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Still good at math. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you go up to nine co combinations. That'll be a smaller bet, but obviously the ticket's larger because more combinations. You're, when you're boxing it, you bet every combination of that. Then you get super factors, which stretch out to four. Stay away from those. Yeah. Um, I have been looking at key box or key trifectas a lot uh, recently. I probably won't be playing any here, but that's just a fun bet uh, where you pick the first horse uh, that finishes first. That one stays the same. And then you work on the combinations of the last two. So a lot of times if there's like a pretty heavy favor, I'll key, bo I'll key tri box it and then pick two horses that I think are going to finish second and third. That's interesting. Okay. Yeah, they're they're very uh, helpful bets. Um, yeah, they can help you take a race that you would maybe otherwise stay away from betting, mm -hmm. uh, simply because the value isn't there and get a little value with it. Um, 
so yeah, uh, that is kind of my card in a quick couple minutes. Um, I like yeah. it. Yeah, I guess. I like it, but I think I still, I also am going to botch the name of this horse. Tyba. Tyba, yeah. Yeah, yeah Tyba, yeah. Okay, I love that horse. Okay, <laughs> that's fine. You didn't even walk away with any bets on that horse. I feel like no, I didn't because oh. that one, again, like I said, that one is going to be so dependent on where that line is kind of like closing at yeah. um, right before the race. Cause if Tyba gets bet down to like four to one, three to one, maybe even five to one, I'm probably going to stay away just because I do think on paper, there are better horses than that one. Um, obviously, you know I mean? With any gambling, but horse racing, especially it is risk management. It's bankroll management. Yeah. Um, and I just don't think, I don't know if the juice is quite worth the squeeze if this horse gets below six to one for me. Yeah. Okay. That's the only like issue. We need it. a good, like, Bob Baffert story in the mix. After little, last year. Yeah. Um, I mean, I remember I was at my sister's graduation dinner streaming the derby on my phone. <laughs> <laughs> Drinking a mint julep. <laughs> okay. All right. They're in spirit. They're in spirit. And I remember texting you guys and being like, screw it. I'm betting on the Bob Baffer horse. And you yeah, guys, of course. Eh, maybe not. Maybe. And then it won. And then I mean, the Bob Baffert shit came out. So, like, eh. But yeah, you know, it time, <laughs> and the horse almost died or it did die it did it, die yes r.i.p it's not it's not great like post news but in the moment it yeah. was a lot of fun i i would yeah i did not win that bet i picked the horse that finished in second and i still think i should be refunded because <laughs> oh, Medina Spirit yeah, was disqualified and therefore second place should win so all bets of that horse i also would have had the exacta of the horse that finished third so yeah. i should that's they, yeah, you they, they suspended him and discontinued that win really far away from the actual race date because I think they didn't want to pay anyone back. Yeah. That's a hundred percent what it was. I think they knew he yeah. cheated and all that shit. Uh-huh. They're like, ah yeah. shit, we're gonna have to pay out a lot of money. Conspiracy we're gonna do theory. an investigation. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Like everyone forgot about the derby. <laughs> uh-huh. That's great. Yeah. I had fun. It's gonna cool. be fun. Like I said, my favorite time of year, my favorite podcast. Dalton, it it's great having you on again. Yeah. yeah. If you guys are ever in Ann Arbor, hit me up. Like, I'd love to, we like, yeah, I'd love to, like, grab some drinks or whatever and just kind of hang out in person. Maybe record something in person. Who knows? Yeah, yeah. no, that'd be fun. I but, know. I'm sorry. I didn't know you moved there. I haven't made it well known to people. Um, <laughs> so, you're also, and obviously, you were like busy with like, your sister's graduation and yeah well until she got covid you know oh yeah that's right <laughs> i forgot about that that's brutal how could you forget that that's- i don't know you told me like yesterday and i yeah. completely <laughs> forgot that you mentioned she had covid he was like what the heck you were in ann arbor i'm like well kind of <laughs> for 24 hours for 24 hours yeah so, so yeah did you not even get to see your sister so yeah so i gotta tell the story so basically i fly to detroit for my sister's graduation mm-hmm. i from chicago right from chicago yep. i get a text she tested positive for covid <laughs> so i was there 24 hours <laughs> 
And I was supposed to fly back Sunday, flew back Saturday. I mean, I saw her in terms of like, we would pick up dinner for her. Yeah. But like, yeah. Saturday morning from afar dropped it mm-hmm. off. She's like masked up. <laughs> um, it sucks. There's no way to sugarcoat last weekend. Like nope. that sucks, period. She missed her graduation. Like family's in town. We had all weekend plans. Oh, that does stink. Yeah. So yeah, I was not there for very long. <laughs> but at least it's a quick flight back. It was, yeah. I mean, like it would stink if like you were coming yeah. from like Denver or something where it's like two and a half, three hours, and it's like, oh yeah. my god, yeah. Yeah. So. No, it would. So could have been worse. Mm-hmm. And it's always nice to be in Ann Arbor, but uh, could have been better. <laughs> it could have been much better. <laughs> But it was great to have you on, Dalton. Thanks for all your horse intel. Yes, thank and you. And we will for sure be posting this on What's the Line on Saturday. Tag Expect, yep. yeah, you'll be tagged. We'll have stories. Yep. Maybe we'll have posts. Maybe we'll have reels. Who even knows? Who knows? Uh-huh. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. <laughs> um, so, yeah, super excited. Can't wait for the best two minutes ever. Yep. And It's always a big day. It's, 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 too. it's just so nice like in michigan or like the midwest even like this it's spring weather like by like the first week in may you're like finally getting like consistently yeah. warmer and it's like uh, you know what like it's it's just a good day to it's get outside and that's true that's summer. a good it is mm-hmm. yeah. everyone on tv outside down there and you're just like you're like you oh know, it's hope- warm exactly now? yeah yeah exactly <laughs> you're drinking a few too many mint juleps but yeah. hey we're all we're those all are very strong they i are. was not prepared for that year ago <laughs> i i think mint juleps are terrible i think they're they are terrible, terrible. They are kind of yeah, yeah. <laughs> Wait, will, i don't think that's that crazy of an opinion they're bad but will I drink a lot of them? Yes. Yeah. They are very- no, I won't. You have to drink them. Like look it up online. The Kentucky Oaks has their own drink. Oh. And it's like incredible. It's delicious. It's like a pink lemonade almost. Ooh. It's awesome. Yeah. Right. We'll make those. <laughs> yeah, those are definitely much more like crowd pleasing. I love it. The awesome. Oaks Lily, as they call it. Yeah, the Oaks Lily. Nice. Yep. Nice. Ooh. Ooh. All right. Yeah, better than the julep, that's for sure. Okay, we might have some oaks, lilies, and mint juleps. Love it. Love it. Masters, them serving their azalea cocktail. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The azaleas (laughs) and the the transfusions, I know, are big Augusta one too. Yeah, Yeah, those are getting bigger too outside of Augusta. I've been like, I just heard about those for the first time like last year. Oh yeah, hitting the golf community pretty uh, hard. Oh, those are very. They are. When I go back home, it's like, you want a transfusion at the turn? It's like, yeah, yeah, damn, I do. Damn. <laughs> yeah, I, like I said, I just learned about it. They're pretty damn good. Well, Barstool sells them like in cans now. Yeah, I think that really helped popularize them. Yeah, yeah. that's, yeah. That's Man, totally I might have to have it. one of those this weekend. Yeah, there All we right, go. transfusion, oaks, lilies, and mint <laughs> Put it on the board. Last when you're already blasted. So yeah, it just, yeah. Like, it doesn't taste as bad at that point. <laughs> Or you just skip all the mint julep and just start drinking straight bourbon. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I I don't even like bourbon. I think I would much rather go with just straight bourbon than a julep. Yeah. We'll, we'll get some Basil Hayden's uh, with all our winnings. We'll have Basil Hayden's money for uh, uh-huh. the Reader's Cup. <laughs> all right, perfect. Sweet. All right, thanks for all right. Dalton. And yeah, thanks for having me on. Yeah, and thanks for listening to What's the Line. Oh.